When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, February 20th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions or maybe just get a second view, a third view. Mark and I have many views. Hopefully we're going to confine those to your financial situation or maybe some big choices that are coming up in your life. Maybe you're thinking about retirement. Maybe you're contemplating a new job. Maybe you're thinking about buying a house. All of these things impact you and your whole life. And of course, your finances do play a part in all of this. To get in touch with us, go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. We'll get your note. If you'd like to join us on the program, just check that box. Make sure you check the right box for audio versus video. And uh, of course, if you're shy, we'll do emails. And uh, today we're going to take some emails. Let's start with a note from Kimberly, who says, Hi, Jill and Mark. I listened to your podcast. And a couple of days ago, let me see when this come in. So this must have been sometime in late January, early February, you discussed the most tax-efficient way to reallocate assets. Many taxpayers regularly donate to their church or synagogue, often large amounts. A taxpayer could opt to donate stock instead of cash for a year or more. By doing this, they give away the securities they no longer want without paying a tax on the capital gain. Yeah, this is wonderful. This is I love a low basis stock as a way to be charitable. The cash that would have gone to the charity would be used to purchase securities that are more in line with their allocation. It's quick and effective. Way to go, Kim. Thank you. That's a good idea, right? I like it. Uh, <laughs> this is from Victoria. Ready for the subject, gang? Help me clean up my act. All right. What do I do with an IRA that had $17,000 of rolled over traditional 401k from an old employer in 2011, with which I also added post-tax contributions? No. Um, I was in nursing school. I didn't have access to retirement plan. I just forgot about it. I have not touched this since the balance is 100 grand, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs. It's held at a large wirehouse. Because of the post and pre-tax mix, what are my options to clean it up? 
move it somewhere or leave it alone. I currently contribute to a 4% traditional 6% Roth at my employer plan, uh, which has about $230,000 balance. Two thirds is pre-tax. Husband and I are 43 years old in New Jersey, three kids, nine, seven, five. He's got a traditional 401k with 550 grand at Fidelity. He contributes 10% of his pay. We make about $225,000 annually. That's gross. 40 grand in brokerage accounts, some Roth IRAs, building up our $20,000 in high yield emergency savings, paying off car loan, HELOC, mortgage at 2.8%. Wow. All right. Let's think about this. Can we make a case that is defendable to the IRS? That's all I'm thinking about here. So if we take the 17,000 and then you have your post-tax contributions of 13,000, let's even pretend that you you, you literally will say as if you put in $1,300 a year times nine and make that like your basis as your post-tax Really, what I would try to do is this thing is now worth a hundred grand. The lion's share of this, I am sorry to tell you, is obviously attributable to the old 401k, you know, because you put the money into the post tax from 2011 to 2019. I would go into uh, look at a calculator and say, what would happen um, if you said, uh, $11,700. You could do it even as a $1,300 a year. Just make two separate calculations, which would be $1,300 a year for nine years invested in a blended portfolio, which I mean, you could look up what the um, balance, look up like what the Vanguard balance portfolio did from 2011 to 2019 and attribute that to the post-tax. Then what you could do, and I don't know if you're going to really get away with this, but you know, if this retirement account at Merrill Lynch, if they will allow you to do so, if you've got other accounts, you can say, well, I want to move my post-tax into a post-tax IRA and clean it up. The alternative is to say, oh, well, I screwed it up. Even though it was post-tax, I'm just going to roll the whole thing over and be done with it. Um, and I would try, I would at least try to make this case and um, and see if the folks at Merrill Lynch will help you out. I hope that helps. Oh, Anne Anonymous, the Anonymous family, very popular here on the show. My husband's ready to retire, will be ready to retire in a year. He'll be age 62. We plan to sell our family home and it's worth $1.3 million. We will relocate to Texas to be near family. We have a total of $868,000 in a pre-tax 401k that's combined, 33 grand in brokerage, $90,000 in the bank. They owe... Remember, we got a $1.3 million house, 126 grand on a first mortgage, 67,000 on a second. All right. So they got 200 grand. Let's just call it that. So they'll, of the 1.3, 1.1 after we pay off the mortgages. And now we go on. I'm a recent listener and I just read your book, The Great Money Reset. Oh, thank you so much, Anne Anonymous. I'm 64 years young and retired from my career at age 48. I opted to take social security at age 62 after listening to another program. Mark, should I just not say the name? I think it's probably better. Listening to another financial program. I will just tell all of you guys that the many financial programs 
um, do emphasize taking social security at 62, even though it is the dumbest freaking advice and it drives me insane. Okay. If you are not able to pay your bills at age 62, of course you have to take social security. If you have a very short life expectancy, you take it at 62, but otherwise, no, you wait till your full retirement age. Anyway, uh, Ann Anonymous says she discovered this was probably the wrong thing to do. Since we plan to sell our home and purchase in cash in Texas, I'm concerned about a couple of things. Taxes, capital gains on our home. So they bought it for two seventy four, and now it's worth $1.3. So remember, uh, you get to count not just what you paid for it, but you would actually have to um, add to that cost basis, whatever you put into it, not decorating, but real things. And if you bought it in 2002, my guess is two decades later, you probably put some money into the house. So you try to raise that cost basis. Then remember you're married, you get to exclude a half a million dollars of your uh, capital gains. And then, yeah, you have to pay taxes, but it's a capital gains. It's not, uh, it is not actually uh, going to be a problem for you guys. You'll, you'll pay the tax that's due out of the proceeds. Okay. Husband's going to have two pensions from two different unions. After doing the numbers, I did various scenarios withdrawing from 401k to offset postponing to social security. And I want to be sure we have enough money to last our lifetime. Uh, I estimate we need uh, $5,800 a month in living expenses. So this looks fine. So first of all, when you sell this house, okay, what you really need to make sure is that you've accounted for all the money you put in, get a sense of what your tax liability is going to be, and you'll pay that. You'll pay it. That's it. Okay. It's not going to be a big deal. You'll pay it. You've got money. It sounds to me that because you've got two pensions and your social security and he'll probably take his his social security at 67, whatever. I think that it sounds to me like you're probably going to get close to your $5,800 a month in living expenses, but you didn't tell me what the pension amounts are. So that would be important information. Okay. Christy listens to the podcast daily on her commute to work. She lives in the New York City area. My husband has become incredibly interested in options trading. I was an options trader. You're talking to the right girl. Um, he is considering a new endeavor. I'm not sure that YouTube is the best source of advice here. My husband is incredibly capable, a PhD level scientist running a research program at a top medical school in the country for many years. I don't think he's got the foggiest idea how to get more in education, formal or otherwise, in order to make this his next endeavor. I'm terrified that in his excitement, he'll lose our life savings. I know that you were an options trader once. Yes. Given your experience in our NYC resident. Um, residents, could you recommend a way for him to get more information from credible sources? Yes, I can do that. Give me a second. Most of what he brings to me comes from random internet sources. To be frank, they seem like scams that promise to teach you all you need for 10 grand. While we have the money, I feel uncomfortable that many of these companies don't seem legit. Also, Jill, am I crazy? Their websites are all of trader success stories and they're all men. Yeah, they are. They're dopes. Anyway, this is likely far removed from your normal question. Likely not fit for your show. Yeah, it's fit. Everything's fit for the show. Any advice you could give would be much appreciated. Okay. I'd love to talk to your husband. How about this? I'm going to give your husband carte blanche to get on the show with me. First of all, there are many wonderful books that he should be reading to familiarize himself with options. Okay. And this, you don't have to take a course. You don't have to take a course, all right? And anything that promises you to be get rich quick is useless. It's absolutely useless because you know it's just, it is just a scam. And if he's so smart, he is not going to need a course to do this. I, I I'm hold on. I'm going to just lean over to my bookcase for a second and look at some of these titles. Stand by. 
Yeah. I got like six books in my bookcase and they're all really, um, if you, if you understand statistics and I think as maybe he's a researcher, he probably does. That's kind of the key to options, but here's the real issue. Christy, I would like to talk to both of you at the same time so that we can come up with a a game plan for how he could do this and experiment without blowing everything. So the first thing that has to happen is, as you know, in a money, in a great money reset is we have to see where you are today. And that would mean that we look at how much money you guys have accumulated and whether or not there is some fraction of that that we could you know, hive off to create an options trading account where your husband starts learning whether or not he can really do this. I would never give up my full-time job for this. The last person I know who told me about this, just to be clear, (laughs) is somebody who got caught up in the Madoff scandal. And she told me all about her grand idea about how she was going to trade options to make money. And, uh, you know, not only had, did she lose her grand, her big fortune with Madoff, she got a bunch of it back. She then, um, very quickly found a way to lose about 40% of it trading options. So there's your scary story. You're right to be nervous. He is really fooling himself. And just because you actually have a PhD doesn't mean you have any common sense. That's my two cents. Hi, Jill and Mark. This is from Nolan. Inspired at least in part by listening to your Annie Duke interview. I decided to take the plunge and leave my job of 13 years last spring. The reason I mentioned this is that at the time I was between positions, I had spent down a good amount of my cash reserves. So I spent much of the year building those back up. As a result, I hadn't maxed out my Roth IRA for 2023. I understand I have until April 15th to do so. I have about three grand left toward that max, and I have a plan to make that happen in time. That said, a comment from Ed Slot on the Jill on Money live event got me thinking, would it be better to spend that $3,000 as tax due on a traditional conversion rather than simply invest it directly? If my back of the envelope math is correct, I could convert about $13,000 in assets with this amount and remain in the 22% tax bracket. Wondering your thoughts on the upside and downside of each option. I'm convinced by Ed's arguments that tax rates and brackets are likely to go up in the future. And realistically, this may happen January 2026. So I'm motivated to get as much converted as possible. I'm 46, married, no kids. 319 grand in investments, about two-third stocks, one-third bonds, all low-cost index funds. Um, Okay, 75% of my money sits in a traditional IRA, 2% in a 401k, 15% in a Roth, Roth 401k, blah, blah, blah. No pension, estimated monthly social security benefit at 67, almost 3,000, 3,700 at 70. Uh, Okay, you know what? I think that this makes sense for you. I would convert it. I would convert it. Definitely. That would be fine with me. Use that three grand, convert it. And especially when you're in the 22% tax bracket, it's really hard to argue with that, isn't it? Uh, Okay. So that's it. That's the program. Thank you so much for listening. We are always delighted when you do so. Don't forget to visit jillonmoney.com, bookmark that website and click the contact us button whenever you have a question. Of course, do let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air live. Don't forget, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter on that website. It comes out every single Friday. We uh, also would like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Hey, friends, this is Jen Hatmaker, your happy host of the For the Love podcast. You may wonder how I got into this podcasting thing. Well, I'm a speaker and an author who has happened to write a few New York Times bestselling books that really resonated with a pretty large community of women. And I thought... How great would it be to drop into the ears of this growing community every week via the magic of podcasting? So that's what we did. And I'm delighted to say we've been able to spark a bit of delight and uncover some hope and talk with great people about the big and small things that we care about and that affect our lives on the daily. So I'm thrilled to invite you to join me every Wednesday for new episodes of the For the Love podcast, where you'll hear the most incredible conversations with some of the best people on this planet. We're going to bring you moments of connection and laughter and hot takes on the things we care about going on in the world. So listen to and follow For the Love with Jen Hatmaker, a Four Eyes Media production presented by Odyssey. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.